Welcome to the Future of Agriculture podcast, the show that explores the people, companies, and ideas that are shaping the future of agribusiness. Innovation, resourcefulness, and collaboration are essential for feeding a growing population, and we believe the agriculture industry is up for the challenge. Please welcome your host, Tim Hammerich. Howdy, thanks so much for downloading this episode of the Future of Agriculture podcast. If this is your first episode, I want to welcome you here. My name is Tim Hammerich. I'm an agribusiness recruiter. It's my pleasure to bring you these stories every week of the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of agriculture. This show is a part of the Farm and Rural Ag Network. So if you like ag podcasts like this one, you should check out farmruralag.com to hear some other great ones over there. Very excited to have on the show today, Connie Bowen. Connie is a principal at uh, Cultivation Capital, as well as principal and program manager of the Yield Lab. You've probably heard of the Yield Lab before. They're one of the more well-known and well-respected accelerator programs in the ag tech space. You may be thinking, Tim, you just did a series called Accelerating Ag Tech. Wouldn't this have been a great one to include in your series? And the answer is yes. I owe you an apology, and I owe Connie and the Yield Lab an apology. I recorded this episode with every intent of including it in that series as part of the follow-up Friday, uh, because we did have one of their portfolio companies, uh, Rootwave, on uh, the show as part of that series. During that time in my life, a month or so ago, it seems like a lot longer, I, I was moving from Austin, Texas up to the Boise, Idaho area. Uh, my life got really disorganized and I let this one slip through the cracks. And so uh, I really do sincerely apologize that it, it's not part of that series, technically speaking, from a timing standpoint. Uh, but uh, the content was so valuable and and we had enough of it that I thought, you know, let's not do a follow-up Friday since we didn't make it in Accelerating Ag Tech. Let's just make this a full-length episode um, and give it the attention that it deserves. Because we, we talk about some good stuff here, and we don't just talk about the Yield Lab program, although that's a big part of it and worth the story in and of itself, but really just about ag tech in general. Um, the Yield Lab is not a very old program, uh, but, you know, the excitement and enthusiasm around ag tech is is somewhat new as well, and they've kind of um, grown together. and And the Yield Lab is now expanded into other countries. So we get into a little bit of sort of what's going on in ag tech today, um, kind of the globalization component of what what's exciting to Connie about expanding the Yield Lab into new countries, um, and just in general uh, about the state of ag tech. So anyway, I think there's something in this episode for everyone. I hope you'll enjoy. I hope you all forgive me uh, for my organization in recent months. Um, just in general, th this show has not got the attention it deserves from me, and uh, I plan to do a, a much better job as we continue to go forward here. Anyway, enough about me. You're not here for me. You're here to hear from Connie Bowen uh, of the Yield Lab. She's going to first start talking out about how she got into agriculture, started growing up loving food, uh, then getting into engineering and innovation, uh, and then a really interesting program that I'd never heard of called Venture for America. Here's Connie Bowen. Um, so I was looking at startups that I would work at, uh, and I stumbled upon this fellowship program called Venture for America. Uh, Venture for America is an entrepreneurial fellowship program. It places recent college grads in startups in 15 U.S. cities 
um, with kind of an, uh, an intent to increase uh, the pipeline of entrepreneurs and also, also to increase the pipeline of entrepreneurs in specific cities that are, you know, not San Francisco, Boston. Um, and so through that fellowship program, I ended up, so it, they, they work in cities like St. Louis, Detroit, Philly, Baltimore. So kind of, you know, a lot of rest cities, a lot of cities that are on the up and up now. Um, <clears throat> and so through that program, I ended up, coming to St. Louis actually to look at a, I was interested still. I was like, Oh, I'm an engineer. I guess I'll be an engineer. Um, never thought I'd end up in finance. Um, and so I was looking at more engineering roles and, and more drone based companies, but I stumbled upon the yield lab, learned a little bit about it and it's just kind of was a perfect fit. So I did it and I've been with the yield lab for like two and a half years. The yield lab is about four years old. Um, and you know, that the, the rest is history. I, I'm, I'm quite passionate about uh, ag tech. Connie went on to tell me that she's still active with Venture for America and regularly encourages uh, young people in that program to consider ag tech for their careers and their ventures in the future. She certainly found a great fit with the Yield Lab. Uh, the Yield Lab was started uh, primarily by Thad Simons, who was the former CEO of Novus, um, who grew that company from a spinoff of Monsanto to uh, become very successful. And he had gotten into the venture capital space and realized, along with um, Ryan Rakestraw, that the traditional accelerator models weren't really fully meeting the needs uh, that were required in ag tech. It just had a different uh, need based on uh, growing cycles and, and just the companies surrounding the agriculture industry. So they decided to start their own in the Yield Lab. Um, and it's been very successful. I'm going to let Connie tell you a little bit more about some of the results uh, f from the program so far. So, yes, that, they raised the first Yield Lab Accelerator Fund um, in 20, I guess, 15. They started investing it. Um, and so that first fund, we invested 2.7 million across, let's see if I get this number right, 17 companies. Um, and they've gone on and miraculously, they're almost all, they're all more or less still alive. One, one's a little bit on life support, but, but that's, that's pretty, we're pretty proud of that. Um, and they've actually gone on to raise those companies cumulatively over 90 million, which is, you know, really impressive on paper. Um, again, we've only been around for a little while, so we're still, you know, we're we're still waiting on uh, watching and helping them grow. But uh, so far, happy with that performance. If you're not familiar with the venture capital model, uh, oftentimes a venture capitalist will expect the majority of companies not to work out and, and really be looking for the minority, which will be sort of the ones that will hit it big. So their results that Connie's reporting there are extremely impressive to have such consistently high quality companies still going strong. Before we got too far into uh, the program itself and how it all works, I wanted to just l let Connie frame this up for us about how they look at ag tech. When we say ag tech, how narrowly are we defining agriculture technology or, or how broadly? And it turns out their definition is somewhat broad. We, we paint ag tech in a really, really broad strokes. So we're looking for companies that are going to be impactful. Uh, in my mind, if today you're investing in ag tech and it's not, you know, 
sustainable or solving some problem. It doesn't seem like it's probably a very good investment even. Uh, but but we do we do consider ourselves to be uh, an impact fund, so we we do very seriously uh, consider you know if if this company scales, what direct environmental or social impact will they have? Um, that's important. And then you know, but we we do that, and that's not at all exclusive. In fact, we think it's complementary to uh, delivering venture capital returns. Um, <clears throat> So we we say that ag tech can include anything related to agricultural and food systems. So supply chain, you know, crop input, the, the, the more kind of traditional ag tech stuff that you really think of. But, you know, whether it's automation in fields, whether it's automation along the supply chain, uh, food ingredients, food safety, um, aquaculture, that's for game, um, cultured meat, alternative ingredients, like all, all of that is something that we'll take a look at. Certainly the Yield Lab's definition of ag tech is, is in direct alignment w- with my vision of ag tech or my definition of ag tech and that, that of this show. Uh, quite broadly, we're looking to solve problems related to you know food, shelter, clothing, sustainability, uh, resource management, et cetera. And what that looks like from a solution standpoint is, is somewhat flexible and, and up in the air and is going to change uh, with technology and with innovation. Um, but that's kind of what the Yield Lab's looking for. I think the question still remains of what can people expect from the Yield Lab or why do companies get excited about applying and potentially being admitted into this program? So I asked Connie just to tell us a little bit more about their accelerator model. So our accelerator model, um, like I said, is tailored to AgTech. So what we do is we invest $100,000 equity investment upfront prior to accelerator starting, um, we negotiate these investments on a case-by-case basis because um, it's interesting. We, we end up, I think, investing in companies that might be thought of as post-accelerator stage. And, and we actually, we don't love the term accelerator. We can't really think of a better one, so we're continuing to use it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it sometimes doesn't, uh, it, it, just, it just means too many things, I think. But for us, what it means is we're focusing on providing connectivity and networking and guidance for companies that are looking to expand their access to collaborators. So that to us typically means corporate strategic partners, but, you know, uh, it can also mean farmers. It can also mean other startups. It can mean something outside of ag tech um, or agriculture, rather. Um then also looking at access to customers, so that also that some of those groups are overlapping, um, but we really kind of hone in on what what the customers for the specific companies that we're invested in at a point in time are, um, and then capital because there's there's always another round <laughs> to be raised, um, and, and actually one of the pain points I think we've noted in in ag tech companies can be ag folks, which is great tend to be really honest about their, and, and they maybe don't sell themselves as effectively as, as some startups and some other spaces do. So we really like to work with our companies on, on honing their kind of communications um, and, and really getting people excited about what they're doing. Um, and so, and, and then also exposing them to our network um, of, of, you know, later stage capital providers. 
She brings up a really interesting point there about uh, culturally within agriculture, especially within Midwest agriculture, there there is a bit of a tendency to understate, uh, to play it safe and play it a little bit too conservatively. And, and it's interesting that, that an accelerator program like the Yield Lab will need to work with individuals to help them paint uh, kind of the grander vision for the world. But but that's important. When you're starting something new, um, I think you have to be the one to step out there and and really articulate a vision of something that clearly does not exist. Um, and I can certainly relate with the tendency to say, well, if it doesn't exist now, who am I to say that it will? And I think that's just kind of one thing with building something. You, you've got to be able to step out and say that uh, this new thing will exist. So anyway, I thought it was interesting that that's one core component that they'll work with them on is, is their communications and, and their messaging. Well, the Yield Lab has certainly been successful, as you already heard, and now they are expanding into other uh, other geographies. And I thought that was a really unique aspect to any of the accelerators that I've talked to on this show. And so I wanted to hear more about sort of the global expansion of the Yield Lab. This accelerator model, like I mentioned, has been pretty successful. And so we've replicated it in a couple of different geographies. So we first, two years ago, um, launched another Yield Lab, we call the Yield Lab Europe, um, in Ireland. And that fund is in its second year of operation very similar model to the St. Louis model. Um, and then we launched this past year in Argentina. We're in our first year of operation down there. Um, that's kind of our yield lab Latin America fund right now. And then we are uh, in the process of expanding into Asia Pacific through Singapore. So we're pretty excited uh, to, to give some more information about that in, in the near future. Um, but our reason for expansion was, you know, twofold. So one, we wanted to increase our access to deal flow and understanding of what's happening in different markets. Um, and also, we, not, not necessarily secondarily, but these are kind of uh, equal reasons, um, we wanted to provide access for our companies to expand. So we have had success with foreign companies expanding into the U.S. through the Yield Lab North America Accelerator. Um, and we want to capitalize on that and help, you know, because I think one my kind of prime example here is soy in Argentina and soy in the Midwest, uh, pretty similar growing conditions, pretty similar needs. Um, technologies are transposable in these different geographies. Uh, but Culturally and, you know, network wise, it's very difficult to expand into a new foreign country, uh, but it's necessary for, for these companies to reach the kind of scale we want to see them reach. Uh, we think that our global network is an asset for our portfolio companies so that we can help them to expand at the rate that is appropriate for them. Um, and we can assist them, you know, through our different global teams uh, when that time comes them to take kind of that next week. Okay. So that last point is really cool where now that we're in a, you know, a global ag economy, if a company from anywhere in the world that goes through a yield lab program needs connections to expand their business into a new part of the world, they've sort of got these established outposts and not only North America, but South America, Europe, and soon to be, you know, Asia Pacific. So very, very cool stuff um, about how they're growing and expanding. I wanted to make sure that I got from Connie 
an idea of what the experience felt like from an entrepreneur standpoint, because you may be that person that's out there listening with an idea or at least an aspiration to someday create a solution in the ag industry and grow it in, in the way a startup would. So I was just curious about what the program felt like from a, a, a attendee experience, a cohort experience standpoint. And here's how Connie answered. So our program was spread out over the course of a year. So we have six in person and we're even starting to play with virtual. We're very feedback um, receptive. So where we have six in-person sessions, um, just two-day sessions. Uh, and like you said, those programs are really focused more on networking. There's a couple of programmatic elements that, you know, every single company seems to need. But our cohort varies so heavily that we wait until we know, you know, who what our cohort looks like before we exactly nail down what programming looks like. And because programming is, you know, only six two-day sessions over the course of the year, it's spread out about, you know, at least six weeks in between sessions, usually closer to eight. Um, and and that enables us to really customize um, programming and bring in the people that the, com- the particular companies want to talk to at a particular point in their company's life. And and one of those six sessions, I guess I should also mention, is, is our demo day. So that's kind of our, let's get our companies in front of investors, let's get our companies into uh, corporate partners, um, and make sure that we're really showcasing them. And we do that um, in, we call it AgPest. Uh, we do it in uh, all together. So we have our Irish companies, and we have our Argentinian companies, and our St. Louis-based companies all come together um, so that we can again, benefit from that global network. Well, AgFest sounds like a fantastic time. Maybe some year in the future, I'll be able to attend and cover some of that for you because uh, it would be extremely interesting to see new startups from all around the world gathered into one demo day. Um, Definitely interested in, in maybe attending that in the future. Well, before I let Connie go, I wanted to capture some of her thoughts on ag tech in general, sort of the state of ag tech, the, the state of the ecosystem, if you will. Let me use that that word that I've used all too many times probably in, in this context. But uh, just to get her perspective as someone who is standing right on sort of the nexus between investment capital or perhaps, you know, agribusinesses interested in acquiring companies and these new ideas that that are in all stages from uh, from, you know, just maybe had their first customer all the way through maybe more of a growth stage. So just wanted to get Connie's perspective and she did not disappoint. Uh, This is a fantastic way to sort of close out her comments on on ag tech and the yield lab. When you look at some of the other um, venture capital verticals, I guess, there is so much competition for deal flow and ag tech is not, hasn't quite reached that point yet. So there's a lot of, um, you know, we're breaking records. It's great. We have positive momentum uh, or breaking funding records rather. There's a lot of seed capital going in and then even later stage capital is starting to go into companies. But, but at a very top of pipeline stage, um, I kind of think we think that things are starting to stagnate a little bit. So there's enough deal flow, but it's maybe not as creative as we'd like to see it be. So there's a lot of kind of, um, you know, precision. There's a bajillion and one precision, precision ag companies that kind of look pretty similar. Um, And so 
we think that there is a need for more. And, you know, I, I know that you think this too. There's a need for more people to be looking at ag as a very, very serious opportunity for innovation. Um, and so how do we draw more people into the space? How do we make people aware that this is such a great opportunity? Um, and we need to have a diversity of minds coming together and thinking about it. People with diverse perspectives are going to have different ideas and those are probably going to be the more disruptive ideas, right? Um, and so that's much easier said than done. Uh, we created this Yobab Institute nonprofit arm um, in an attempt to assist in pulling people in, so kind of raising uh, awareness about some of the really cool things that are happening in ANCAP. Um, But also we, we, we recognize that it's hard to kind of just come into ag tech and you can't just fix farming without having gone to a farm. So we're, we are seeing some recognition that there is an opportunity here. I think that the oft recited statistics about uh, population growth, climate change, you know, feed the world. Clearly that's a problem that needs to be addressed. People understand it. Um, so we've got kind of both, we've got an increase in, uh, people trying to attack some specific problems, um, but sometimes they don't have the context or the contact uh, that they need to, I think, effectively innovate in the space. So by that, I mean, you know, to, to paint a picture, you've got kind of a roboticist who's in a lab and, you know, at, in Boston, and he's never been to a farm before. And and he can create a really awesome piece of machinery, but it's not necessarily what the farmer needs or wants or will pay for. Um, so we think that it's really important both to draw these people in, but then once we draw them in, to make sure that they're able to be connected to the different stakeholders within agriculture, because it, right now it feels like there can be a lack um, of, of, of that happening. Um, and then I also want to touch on that ecosystem building perspective. Um, I've been giving a lot of thought to this lately, actually. I, I, we're working on a project right now to, to kind of assess the St. Louis ecosystem because I think it's really great. Um, but, you know, I also am a critic, so I want to see where we can improve. Um, but, but I also, we're also really interested, you know, we've got this global network that we're continuing to grow. How can we take elements that work um, and translate them into other spaces so that we can have this really, truly global ecosystem of ag tech innovation? And again, how do you ensure that there's connectivity in that space um, as you expand it? Uh, so it's, it's a big problem to tackle, but I think that there's an interesting, I'm optimistic because agriculture, ag technology right now is such a collaborative space. Um, it's, I think that between all of the awesome groups that are trying to tackle this problem, we're, we're going to see some really cool things start to happen here. Well, that is a very positive and optimistic note to end this show on. Big thank you to Connie Bowen from the Yield Lab for being on the show. Uh, definitely encourage each and every one of you listening to go check out theyieldlab.com. 
That's theyieldlab.com to learn more about that program and, and the work that they're doing and the companies that are part of their cohort. It's just a lot of cool stuff going on there around the world, uh, as as you just heard. Hey, just one more time, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you listening, especially those of you who have subscribed to the show. As I said at the top of this episode, I uh, have had a, a time in my life where my attention has been pulled away from uh, producing the level of content that uh, I pride myself on on making. And so um, thank you for sticking around through what has been sort of a, a transitional time for me. And I, I want to reaffirm my commitment to you to bringing you uh, the best stories related to agriculture innovation that I can possibly find. If you have any ideas for those stories, feel free to uh, send me a tweet at Tim Hamrich or an email, tim at aggrad.com. Always love hearing from you. And uh, if you're on iTunes, would love a review uh, and a rating there too. Thanks so much. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Future of Agriculture podcast with Tim Hammerich. Visit futureofag.com, that's futureofagag.com today to get connected into careers in the agriculture industry. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh.